Hello, everybody. Welcome to our first Bible study um, Bible study group. Okay, so this first part of the Bible study group, I forgot to record it when we actually did the Bible study. So I'm just going to record the first part of what we um, talked about and then join it with the rest of the recording from the main group. So uh, we did an introduction and everybody um, talked where, who, who they were, we knew who we were anyway. So I started with um, historical background to the Bible. I said the Bible, which comprises of um, 66 books, is believed by Christians to be the inspired word of God. And um, from my research, I found the books that make up the Bible was written by about 40 human writers and they were, as they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Bible was written in three different languages. We had Hebrew, Aramaic, and the Greek. And it took over 1,600 years period to write the Bible. The Bible tells us one continuous story from beginning to end. So basically, the best way to read the Bible is to start from the beginning, from Genesis to Revelation. And I am sure most of us who are born again have done that. If we haven't, it would be a good um, experience, something to do. So you will get a full um, all-round um, comprehension of what the Bible is actually talking about, okay? So it will be really beneficial to know what the full Bible is all about. We'll be able to learn the central story of the Bible as it is found throughout all the 66 books. And it will also help us to have an overview of the entire story. Okay, for Bible study to be effective, it must be systematic and consistent. When we develop the right attitude for Bible study, we will be able to hear God's voice in his word. So we're going to have a look at the benefits of studying the Bible. Right, number one, by studying the Bible, it will help stimulate our thoughts and encourage us to seek God deeper in his word. And number two, when we study the Bible in the right manner with our born again spirit and mind, the true knowledge and revelation of who we are is given to us by the Holy Spirit. This will lead us into our unique destiny and the purpose by which God created us. And you know, the purpose God intended for us. Number three, when we study the Bible in a systematic and consistent manner, the Holy Spirit impresses the truth in our hearts. This will help us to grow in the knowledge of the Father, his word, and his principles. This is how we gain spiritual maturity. By studying the Bible, we will acquire the necessary skills we need to live an authentic Christian life, an authentic Christian life. By knowing how to study the Bible for ourselves, it will help us to be educated on how to be rooted and grounded in the faith and truth of the scriptures. As we continue to study the Bible, we will become familiar with the doctrines of the apostles, gaining insight and revelation concerning our faith and our future. Okay. This will help us to understand the perfect will of God for our lives. Okay, so the above is the benefit of consistent Bible study. Now, let's have a look at the blessings we get by studying the Bible. 
Number one, by studying the Bible, it will help us to become strong Christians. Number two, studying the Bible regularly will help cleanse us of sin. It will help cleanse us of sin because in the book of James, James says that the Bible is like a mirror. So when we're reading the Bible and if we come across any sin that we're committing, it's like a mirror in our face. You know, it will tell us what we are doing wrong, what we are doing wrong. And from there, we'll then repent and correct ourselves. Right. Number three, studying the Bible will help us bear fruit. That is the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And this is written in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. Number four, as we study the Bible, we will learn how to pray. Jesus said, if you'll abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. This is John 15 verse 7. Number five, by studying the Bible, it will help us to know the will of God. Yes. By studying the Bible, we will know the will of God because the will of God is in his word for us. Okay, how to hear from God. The reason Christians study the Bible is to hear from God. However, God will not teach us his word unless we have a heart attitude that is prepared to receive from him. These are some of the heart attitude that are necessary to understand the Bible and hear from God. One, right. The first requirement to understand the Bible is that you must have a new heart. Jesus said you must be born again. That is in John chapter 3, verse 1. The Holy Spirit is the one who teaches us and guides us into all truth. So if a person does not have the Holy Spirit, he or she cannot understand the Bible. For us to understand the spiritual truth in the Bible, we must be born again. We must be born again. Number two, number two attitude That is a humble heart. We must have a humble heart. James said, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. That is James chapter four, verse six. God will not teach the proud. He reveals himself to the humble in heart. Right. Number three, an obedient heart. The spirit of God will only give his understanding and wisdom to those who obey him. He does not tell people things if he knows that they're not going to do them. He does not teach truth to those who will not receive them. But if we walk in the light that God has given us, then he will give us more light. If we don't walk in the light that he has already given us, he won't give us any more light. This is what um, in James chapter one, verse 22, that is if God, if God gives you information and you don't act on that information, then he's not going to give you any more. He will wait until you have acted on the um, first information he has given you before he can give you more. There's no point giving you more light if you're not going to function in that light that he has given you. So he will wait until you start being obedient and then you start walking in the light that he has given you. So this is how we will grow spiritually by being obedient to God. The more you are obedient in what he has told you to do, the more he will be giving you, okay? That's how God works. And then number four, 
a hungry heart. When we hunger to hear from God and approach him with a proper heart attitude, the Holy Spirit will take the word off the pages of the Bible and make them come alive in our hearts. Yes, he will make them come alive in our hearts. So there are um, different methods of studying the Bible. There are different methods. You can study the Bible book by book. That is, you can either you study uh, the book of Mark, you study the book of uh, uh, Matthew, the book of John, the book, you know, that's a, a method of studying the Bible um, by book by book study. Or you can study um, topical study. Topical study is when you pick a topic from the Bible and then you, you study it. You study that topic well, well. Let's say, for, for example, now, if you want to um, study, let's say, faith, if you want to study, let's say, faith, you, you go through the scriptures and you go through the concordance and mark where they mentioned faith in the Bible, you do a proper study on that. And then at the, at the end of it, you do a conclusion of what faith actually is and how it functions and how we need faith and things like that. So that is a topical study of the Bible. Or you can study um, doctrine. You can do a doctrinal study. Doctrine is actually what our faiths are based on. Okay, like now, like the water baptism is a doctrine. So you can study water baptism. You can study that separately. Okay. So what I what I want us to do, we are going to be doing book by book study. Okay. So with this um, Bible study group, we are going to be doing book by book study of the Bible. Okay. Um, in the Bible, there are four accounts of the life of Jesus, and altogether they are called the Gospels. That is the Gospels gives us an account of the ministry and the life of Jesus while he was on earth here. And we have the, um, the, the book of Mark, the book of Matthew, which is the first book. Then we have the book of Mark, the book of Luke, and then we have the book of John. Okay, So the first book um, we will study will be um, the book of John. The reason a lot of people recommend that uh, believers, especially new believers, once they become uh, uh, born again Christian and they want to start reading the Bible, a lot of um, theologians recommend or even evangelists recommend that they start with the book of John. Because the book of John is, um, you know, anyway, let me explain why um, they always ask people to study the book of John. Like for, for example, now, the John, the John gospel is the fourth gospel, okay? And what we'll look at, we'll look at the author who wrote the book of John, okay? The, the book of John has been attributed to the disciples, that is the, to the disciple, the beloved, that is the beloved disciple. John was uh, amongst the inner circle of Jesus' followers. He was amongst the inner circle. You know, John had um, a ministry, located in Ephesus. Ephesus now is a city in modern day um, Turkey. Okay, Ephesus in those days is, mod is, is a city in modern day Turkey today. Okay, so John is believed by some Bible scholars to have written his gospel at the later part of the first century. At the later part of the first century, I think is the between um, 60 
AD, after the death of Christ, okay? So the next thing we'll, you should ask yourself when you're studying the Bible, why, why, what made that person decide to write that letter? So what we'll ask ourselves, why did John write his gospel? Why did he write to his gospel? And to whom did he write the, that letter to? To whom did he write the letter to? Okay. So John wrote his gospel to the non-Jewish believers in Ephesus. Okay. He wrote the, the John's gospel was written for non-Jewish believers in Ephesus, particularly those who were struggling. You know, they were struggling with the dominant teachings of the Greek, Greek uh, philosophers. They were struggling with that teaching in those days. And the, the Greek philosophers were teaching that salvation, salvation comes through special knowledge. That salvation comes through special knowledge. And that Jesus was divine, but he wasn't truly human. So this is what the um, Greek philosophers were teaching in Ephesus at that time where John had a ministry. So the non-Jewish believers were struggling with this, you know, reconciling Jesus's deity and his humanity and also his ministry. And then what the Greek philosophers were teaching. So they were confused. Okay, so this is what led John to write his uh, epistle, his, uh, his gospel. Okay, so he wrote... Um, to this group of believers, so they would have a full understanding of the life and ministry of Jesus. So this is the reason he wrote the Gospel of John, so that the non-Jewish believers in Ephesus at that time can have a full understanding of the life and ministry of Jesus. He wanted his readers to have a firm faith, you know, a strong faith in the words and the works of Jesus. This is one, this is the reason he wrote the Gospel of John. Okay, so when they have uh, developed a strong faith in the words and the works of Jesus, with the result by believing, they may then have life in his name. Okay, life, which means internal life in his name. So this is the reason he, he wrote the, um, the Gospel of John. So in order to explain the words and the works of Jesus to his readers, John divided his gospel into three parts. He divided the gospel into three parts. The first part is chapter, chapter one. Chapter one from verse one to 18 is called the prologue, the prologue. And this is where John explained the theological implications of the first coming of Jesus. You know, that is, that's where he explained the theological implications of the first coming of Jesus. And in this first chapter, John shows Jesus' pre-existent state with God. So what in, 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 um, in the first chapter of John, what John did, he explained the pre-existence of Jesus as the word of God. Okay, so, and um, what I'm doing is to explain to you the different parts of how John explained his gospel. And then from uh, our next session, we, we will then start from chapter one. That is from chapter one, where we will then explore the deity of Jesus. Okay, so this is, I'm just laying the foundation for now. 
Okay. So as I said, the first part, which is chapter one from verse one to 18 is called the prelude. That is where John explains the theological implications of Jesus's first coming, why he came in the first place. And then in, um, in this chapter, John shows us the pre-existent state that is Jesus's pre-existent state with God. Okay. His deity and his intrinsic nature more or less his essence, that is his being, okay, as well as his incarnation, as well as his incarnation. Then in the second part of the Gospel of John, that is uh, from um, chapter 2 to chapter 12, John gives his readers an insight into the public ministry of Jesus, okay? So uh, from chapter 2 to chapter 12, it talks about the public ministry of Jesus, what he did, his um, actions and things, his words and things like that. So we will also go do that in details. And then the second part, in the third part, is from chapter 13 to 21. In these um, um, chapters, John gives his reader an insight into Jesus's private ministry to his disciples. Because, you know, Jesus had his public ministry but he also had his private ministry with his disciples because he was also teaching them because these are the people who are going to carry uh, his ministry forth when he's no longer there so he needed to spend time with them to teach them what he wants them to know and this is and, and john was part of that disciple okay so this is why he knows a lot more about you know um jesus you know, uh, that's the difference between him and Paul. Paul had his uh, revelations through the spirit. But John himself, he had a physical experience with Jesus. You know, when, when we study First uh, John, in, in the first uh, chapter, he says that this is the message we have received from him, that we saw him with our eyes, we touched him, we lived with him. So they knew him, Okay. So this is the difference between Paul's ministry and uh, uh, Peter's ministry and John's ministry. Peter and John had a physical contact with Jesus, but Paul had a spiritual revelation through the spirit of Jesus. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah. so as I said, in the third part from, um, from chapter 13 to 21, John gives his readers an insight into Jesus's private ministry to his disciples. So, you know, so that is um, where we're going to stop for now because I don't want to overload people on the first day. So I just wanted us to just have a look at, have an overview of the... Um, historical background of the gospel of the of the Bible, how it was written, how old it is, how many books are in there, and then we'll have a look at the, you know, the 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 first book we're going to study, which is uh, John's um, um, gospel. So that will be next at end of um, next month. Okay, so I didn't want to bombard people with too much information at once. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that all right? Yeah, it's okay. Uh, the next, he said, um, "Am I mute? Am I mute? No, I'm not. No, you're not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The next um, gathering will be when? Uh, it will be the last Friday of July. Okay. July. 
Uh, that's that's more than one month. Well, I thought we we're doing it once a month. Do you want it more often? You know. It it all depends <laughs> on you because I can see that you really research to get this uh, put together. So from yeah. what you've said, man, and uh, you know, um, it's been quite. Uh, I can see the depth of um, of your teaching. So there must be um, a lot of research. So if it is something you can be able to do every fourth week, I mean, for me. Okay, okay. you know the the reason the reason I. The Lord wanted me to do it once a month. I have a lot on my hand. You know, I'm preparing okay. a lot of um, prayers for Nigeria for now. There's a lot okay. of revelation the Lord has given me for Nigeria. So I'm preparing those prayers. And then, okay. um, you know, and um, I have uh, I have a lot. I have a, a lot of, <laughs> I have a lot. I do, I have two YouTube channels that I have to <laughs> be doing things yeah. on. But the yeah. thing is, I feel, I feel actually, that we should do this every two weeks. Eh? Egg, egg better, much better to me. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So I, I feel I feel we should do it every two weeks. Okay. okay. So that's that's what I felt in my spirit. That we should do it every two weeks. That's once a month is too long. <laughs> once a month it becomes you might even forget, forget. about it. But every two weeks is and I actually want to learn a lot, you know. Mm. Um even what you have said so far. Mm -hmm. I have learned a lot, even mm -hmm. as old as I am. There, there are things that are new to mm -hmm. me. Uh, yeah, another the one is uh, the John's book that was divided into three segments. One mm -hmm. explaining Jesus' uh, pre-existent states, other things. Uh, the third one is about his, uh, his, gave us an insight about his private ministry with his uh, disciples. disciples. Yeah. Yeah. The second one is the mm. one I didn't get much. It, it was an insight, uh, you know, um, that second one. Yeah, the, the second section of um, of John's gospel is from chapter 2 to 12. And mm -hmm. John, in this in this section, what he did, he, you know, he sort of uh, talked more about the public ministry of Jesus, like the miracle oh. where he went and what he did, the public mm. mir uh, ministry of Jesus. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So right. what 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 I was, what I was thinking is um after we have finished studying the books you know there is a, I want us to there's questions that I will generate to generate discussion just to see you know how mm -hmm. much people have understood what has been actually discussed you know so you know questions that will help us to have a, a general discussion about people's understanding and what they have um, gleaned, you know, taken from what we have just studied. Okay, mm. so that would be part of the activities as well. So it's not just me talking and people taking in. You know, there will be a discussion, questions asked, and people, you know, say their own opinion, what they think about it, and what they have understood from what we have um, discussed. So when we have finished studying the book of John, that is, we'll then discuss those questions before we get on to the next book. Okay, is that, does that sound okay? Yes, to me, yes. Mm. Okay, all right. That is fine. What no, about it you? It's fine. Uh -huh. No, it's it fine. Yes, um, actually, things I struggle with, um, but um, I will leave them for now. 
Okay. I will ask them as we prog as we proceed as we progress. Okay. I will ask them, but there are some questions I would like to ask. Okay. Mm. We, we can start now. We can say mm. one. Let's see. Let's have an idea because we finished yes. at uh, eight o'clock. We still got another fifteen minutes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, you know. You know. Um. They may be a little bit um abstract in a way, but. Uh, you know, I, I've been a Christian all my life, but I've not been like the, you know, will I say I'm the Sunday, Sunday type? I don't know. <laughs> you know okay, okay. the question is, one of the questions I want to ask is, like, is, is this. You know, uh, people talk about uh, us as Christians, right? And sometimes mm -hmm. people will say, if you're not a Christian, you won't go to heaven. Or if you're not, if you're not born again, you won't go to heaven. But for me, um, Christianity, in a way, embodies some principles. You know, uh, like principle of love, uh, principle of kindness. It's not about, um, let's say myself, Shady. I say I'm a Christian. What I'm trying to say is that it must one be, even if I'm not a Christian and I'm practicing those principles like um you know love especially will that person be able to make heaven or is it about just pronouncing uh, uh, my belief in jesus christ i don't know if you get my question i get your I meaning I, I get i get what you're mm. saying okay let me uh, let me explain to you okay you know there was mm. a time i was talking and I said that this mm. book is God's constitution. It's a, it's a constitution of his kingdom. Yes. It's a constitution of his kingdom. And in this constitution, he has rules. He has laws. Okay. Remember the Ten Commandments? Those Ten Commandments are the standard by which God judges us. Okay. So, you know, in the eyes of every man, everybody will say that they are good they are a good person you know they don't kill they don't do this they don't do that but in the constitution of god's law the first commandment you know is love your lord your god with all your heart with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself do we do that let's ask another one is don't steal I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Yeah, yeah. We can hear you. I can't yes. hear you. Okay. Oh, excuse me. Okay. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. What did you say? Yeah. I'm saying that uh, when you have when you look at the overview like of Christianity, the the to me, the key thing is that the underlying factor is love. I don't know if I'm right. Sure. Yeah, the, the, the small uh, understanding of, I have of um, how Christ lives on earth. Okay, let me, let me explain it. Let me explain it for you this way, okay? okay? You know, first of all, the Bible tells us that we all have fallen short of God's glory. We are all sinners, okay? It's like okay. we have broken the law. It doesn't matter okay. how good you are. That law you have broken, your goodness will not wipe it away. Okay. okay, so okay. if you if you understand, let's say for example now 
somebody kills and rapes a woman and he's taken to court. And then when he goes to the court, he tells the judge, oh, I'm a good person. I haven't done it. It's, it's, a, it's a mistake. I didn't do this on purpose. You know, is the judge going to let him off because he's a good person? There is a penalty to pay. Okay. Mm -hmm. He has broken the law. And that law demands that he, found, he will be found guilty and he will go to prison. It's the same thing with us. God says that we have broken his law. Okay. And the only way that we can be redeemed is by death. That the wages of sin is death. So instead of God punishing us for our sins, instead of giving us that wages, he himself came and paid that wages. He came in the body of Jesus. He incarnated in the body of Jesus, died on that cross because the law of God also states there is no forgiveness of sin unless there is a shedding of blood. God will not forgive you your sins without shedding blood in it. Because he says in the altar, you know, he has given atonement in the altar. There must be a sacrifice. So Jesus is our sacrifice. This is the reason he says, if you place your faith in Jesus and believe in what he did on that cross, okay, and ask for your forgiveness, God will then forgive you. Because what it means, Jesus has paid your debt. We Eternal. owe God a debt. We owe him a debt. It's a debt we cannot pay. So he himself came down here and paid that debt for us. So now what he is requiring of us is to believe, have faith, trust him, ask him for forgiveness, repent. That is the first thing Jesus said when he, he started his ministry. Repent for the kingdom of God has come. Okay? So you can yeah. be a good person as much as you like, but you still owe God a debt. And if you die in your sin, you're not going anywhere near him. You go to hell. That's what it is. Do you understand? Yeah. No, it's getting clearer and clearer, you know? <laughs> Knowledge is power. You know, I, I, I'm just seeing the whole thing is a, in a... Okay, that is a privilege, you know? It's, it's like a trump card he gave us. It eternally. Is, it is. That blood has been shed and is for eternal. And yes. we, what we need to do is just to reach out yes. for that blood. Yes. Because yes. if we don't, if mm. we don't, we mm. have consequences for our sins. Exactly. And that one there for us. If you care, reach mm. out and free yourself. Mm -hmm. Now it's clearer. Mm. Yes. You just have to be a Christian, a, a good one. Yes. Yeah. This one is able to make the kingdom of God. Exactly. This is why Jesus said, if you're not born again, you cannot see heaven. You cannot see the kingdom of God. What does he mean by if you're not born again? When you are born again, you know, you, you're right now, if you're not born again, your spirit is in darkness. Your spirit is dead. It's disconnected from God. It's disconnected totally from God because of your sin. But when you then accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, and you ask for forgiveness of your sins, okay, you ask for forgiveness of your sins, and you ask him to come into your heart, what will happen is a transformation. 
A transformation takes place, a regeneration of a dead spirit. The Holy Spirit regenerates a new spirit for you. And that new spirit is now cleansed of all sins. And the spirit of God will then come and abide in your own spirit. And as the spirit of God abides in your own spirit, it will help you to cleanse your soul of all your, you know, all your dead grim and rubbish and nonsense you have been, you know, putting in your soul, all the beliefs and uh, nonsense beliefs that your brain and your emotions have all, you know, accumulated over the years before you came to know Jesus. And this is what is called sanctification. Okay. So is the spirit of God then comes in. When the spirit of God comes into your own spirit, it opens your spiritual eyes. You will be able to see visions. You see, you see Jesus. You see, you can travel to heaven in your spirit. Okay? That's what it means to be born again. Mm. It's your spirit yeah, okay. that is being born again. And uh, even okay. if uh, on, uh, on our course in life, we mm. sin over and over again as a man, we, we still go back to plead his blood to wash yes. us and keep mm. us clean. Yes, yes. That is why he yeah. gave us the scripture, First John chapter 1, verse 9. Okay? If you repent and ask for forgiveness, he's able to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. That's what it is. You know, as long as we're still in this world, the devil will continue to tempt us to sin. Yes. The yes. thing is, when you sin, you ask for forgiveness. He forgives. He forgives. He forgives. Okay? He forgives. I think hmm. most of the time, a lot of, um, a lot of the time, why... Um, a lot of Christians do not understand, as the Bible says, it's due to lack of knowledge. That's why people are perishing, due to lack mm -hmm. of knowledge. Okay? Yes. That's what yes. it is. Due to lack mm -hmm. of knowledge. No? It, it's important for people to have Bible studies. I've always, you know, one thing I always ask the Lord. I said, Lord, oh. I want to teach your scripture. I want to teach you. I want to preach your gospel. Okay? And wow. in a way, he's answering because I prayed those things years ago, and now he's answering it mm -hmm. for me. You know, he's, he's, yeah. uh, he's helping me to understand his word. There's one thing he said to me a long time ago is to immerse yourself in my word. Immerse yourself in my word. And I, was, I use that as a prayer point. Lord, help me to immerse myself in your word. You know, the, Bi the Bible is an amazing book. When you understand the Bible, and that you will understand God. You will understand his nature. You will understand how much he loves us. You know, people who say they don't believe in God, sometimes I just look at them and say, I feel sorry for you. You know? No, no, no. Yeah. There, is no way, there is no way one can say <laughs> he, they he or say she doesn't it. believe in God. They say it. People say that. <laughs> yeah. it. There's a lot they of people that don't believe in God. A lot. Millions. So, millions uh, of people. I mean, it doesn't make much sense. When you look around you and you think there is no God, how can that exactly. be? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How can that be? Exactly. The, you know, even the Bible itself says uh, the heavens declare the glory of God. You know, the, the, the heavens, the, the nature itself says there's a God. When you look at, you say, yes, something created this thing. Maybe you don't know that person, but in our heart of heart, we know there is a God. We yes. know. I think yeah. some people, some people, the reason they, they say they don't believe in God, this is what I believe in myself, is because they don't want to be accountable to anybody. They just want to do what they want to do. You know? Yeah. 
They don't want to be accountable to anybody. They want any, they don't want anybody, any being to tell them, do don't do this, do that. No. They just want to live their life and enjoy their life. <laughs> 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 Oh, yes. We have not even started and it is enlightened. Yes. Oh my god, I'm really I'm really thankful yeah, to you. Bring, bring whatever you. questions you have, you know, whatever questions you have, write it down. The Holy Spirit will help us to answer it. That is what he's there for. He wants us to know him. Okay. Yeah. He will answer it for us. If you if there's a question that I cannot answer, I will take it. I'll go and pray about it, do research, ask the Holy Spirit what it means. He will give us the answer. Okay. He will okay. give us the answer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With this right. session, we are we are going to become much better Christians. Yes, we will. I've I've read out all the benefits of studying the yeah. Bible, you know, yes. the benefits and the blessings. I've studied oh. the Bible. It's good. It's good. God yeah. is good. Okay. Thank you so much, sister. Right. Thank you. God bless All you. Right. Thank That's you. That's okay. Does anybody need prayer before we close? We'll be praying for people. Whoever needs prayer, we'll just pray for you. If God needs to strengthen you or anything. Anybody that needs prayer? Um, I need prayers for God to strengthen me, to strengthen me, to, you know, know him better, understand him better, you know, and be better. I, I want a better version of myself. You will. A better version of myself. And I also need prayer. Thank you, merciful Father. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we give you praise. We glorify your holy name. We say thank you for this opportunity you have given us to gather together to study your word. At least this session, we have um, gone through the historical background of your word how your word was written and how it was compiled. And we have also looked at the benefit of studying your word and the attitude that we need, our heart attitude that we need in order to receive from you. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you will help us to build on this, almighty Jehovah. Father, we pray that you strengthen us, both Sister Machid, myself, and others that will be joining, maybe in an, another session, you strengthen us and give us that hunger that we need, give us that heart attitude that we need in order to receive from you, from your word. Father, we bless you and we say thank you, Almighty Jehovah. Father God, we also bring no, 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 no is it Noel? Noel, no, over no, to you. Yeah, Noel, Noel. Noel. Father, we pray that you be with him. You help him. Father, he is your beloved son. You know what he's going through. And Father, you have said that he will be okay. Mighty Jehovah, I pray that your spirit will be with him constantly, guiding him, protecting him, Father. Father, I pray that you will help him to renew his mind and remove all the negative thoughts that have been infiltrating through his mind. Father, help him to filter his thoughts. Help him, oh Lord, to have a hunger for your word, to start reading your word so your word can wash all those negative thoughts from his mind. Father, help him. Help him. Protect him, Father. This we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, I pray, O oh Lord, that you will guide us and protect us until next time when we gather together again to study your word. Thank you, mighty Jehovah. Thank you, Father. We bless your holy name. Thank you, mighty Jehovah. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, then. So I will schedule it for in two weeks time then, huh? Every two yes. weeks, every fortnightly. Yes. 
Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah. I think that'd be a good a good uh, plan every fortnight. Yes. yes. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Oh, are you okay, kid? Thank you very much. Thank you very much for the work you are doing. Okay. I'm quite I'm very grateful. Okay, that's all right. So we'll see in two weeks' time, huh? We are you are getting better and better, and I'm so happy, so happy and grateful to God for what he's doing in your life. Thank you, yes. Lord. Uh, oh, okay, then. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Okay, bye, -bye. bye, -bye. bye, -bye.